Welcome to the Strategy Session Podcast, where ASI's editors provide tips and tactics to help promotional product professionals improve their businesses. In every episode, we go one-on-one with a business strategy expert to gather winning insights. The conversations are sure to be insightful and entertaining. Hi, I'm Teresa Hegel, and this is Strategy Session, the ASI podcast that brings you practical tips and tactics to improve your business. Today, I'm speaking with Meredith Elliott Powell, author, award-winning business speaker, and president of Motion First. Meredith has held leadership positions in banking, finance, and healthcare, and her message inspires ownership at every level to get profits at every turn. Thanks for joining us, Meredith. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So let's just uh, get right down to the questions I have. Um, So what's the most important thing to remember when hiring salespeople, and and how do you ensure that you've put together a winning team? Oh, hiring salespeople, that is the ultimate uh, most difficult thing to do. I think the most important thing, I mean, really what I caution people to do when hiring salespeople is it sounds really simple, but you have to hire people that have a genuine interest in people and individuals, professionals who like people. I mean, you put together a winning team by um, investing in training salespeople. Mm -hmm. Even if they come to you with experience, you've got to invest in them. But something that you can't teach people is to genuinely take an interest. And I think it's, you know, that's really where you need to start. Do people want to be out? Do they want to be engaging? Do they take an interest in the people who ultimately become your customers? How do you measure that when you're interviewing them? Oh, that is a great question. I really, um, first of all, I think you need to interview based on giving people examples, you Mm -hmm. know, based on the fact of this is a challenge we had with a particular customer. How would you have handled it? And while all of that is good, I really caution people to do live Mm -hmm. interviews. I mean, schedule an interview and then take the person to a networking event. See what happens. Take them on a sales call and see if they jump in and take part of it. Watch them, really watch people in, um, in action. There's so much to selling that can only be tested when you see people do it. Right, right, right. You have to actually experience mm-hmm. what they're like. I mean, they can tell you that they're a people person all day long, but, you know, if you don't see them in action, it's, doesn't, it's kind of meaningless, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so, you know, with, with sales, what, can you share your top three sales tips? Oh, great question. Yeah, certainly. Um, First of all, I always tell people that sales is a lifestyle. It is not a task. It's not something that you schedule on Monday every, you know, week. You have to be constantly doing it all the time. And in this economy, because the customer, the prospects are in control, one of my favorite sales tips is that you need to overfill your sales funnel. You really, you know, the hardest time to close a sale is when you need it to close. Mm. You've got to have overfilling, got to have a lot moving through um, your pipeline. Another great sales tip is that you need to be networking. You need to be meeting the prospects and customers now that you'll be doing business with um, two to three years from now. So networking is a big part of the the sales process. And a third one... um, follow up and follow through is that uh, there's gold in your current customer base Mm -hmm. and the top two reasons people don't do more business with you is because they don't know what you have to offer and because you never ask. If you want to close an easy sale, just make a call on a current customer. Okay. So why is it so important to focus on customer experience and what are some methods to improve that experience? 
Well, in this economy, the path to profitability is through the customer experience. I mean, let's face it, what you sell has become a commodity. I mean, I am a coach, a speaker, and an author. Google that, and you'll find 50 million of me. So, So the only reason anybody ever does business with you in this economy is because they know, like, and trust you, and you are selling them an experience, not a product. Uh, the most important things, you know, to methods for impu- improving that experience is, number one, remember that. Know that people are only doing business with you because they know, like, and trust you. So improving that experience means putting the relationship before the product. I mean, you've got to invest in getting to know your customers before you ask them um, to invest in you. And if you want to improve the experience, your personal customer experience, you really need to talk to your existing customers, those who know, like, and trust you already and pay you, and ask them why they buy from you. What are the little special things that you do that, um, you know, that, that put it over the top? Maybe, maybe your customers like the fact that you're highly responsive. Maybe they like the fact that they can always get you on the phone. Whatever it is, be constantly working to improve that experience and understanding why people both buy from you and why they're willing to pay your price. Okay. Um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about leadership. Um, what, what do you consider the most important traits needed to be an effective leader? You know, in, in this economy, I would say that it is um, because uh, employee engagement is, is such a challenge in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I would say that one of the most important traits is that you transition from being a hero leader to what um, is known as a transformational leader. And I'll quickly tell you the difference. But in a hero leader, you call all the shots. It's basically um, a tell-direct environment, a dictatorship. And I think in today's world, one of the most important traits a leader can have is to engage the team. The question of what belongs to you what the organization is going to accomplish, what goals you have, so to speak. But how those are going to be accomplished really need to engage your team. You've got to give your team voice, and you've got to give them um, responsibility. I think listening is a very important uh, trait. And and one more that I would ask would be, that's that's unusual, I mean, something different I'm looking for, is, um, is transparency. I mean... Honesty and trust is so critical in, in this economy. And I always use this example when I'm speaking. But I say, imagine a politician would stand up right now and tell us that, you know, look, we've got a national debt we've got to deal with, and I'm sorry your health care costs are going to go up. And these are the things that are going to happen. But if you vote for me, we're going to get in there, we're going to roll up our sleeves and get the work done. People would follow that person in droves. We just trust and transparency are really important in leadership today. And if you're going to lead a team, be open about what, you know, your organization needs to be successful and be open about the challenges you're experiencing and be open about what you need from people in order to be successful and they'll follow you anywhere. Okay. Um, And going back to something I think you just mentioned, responsibility. Um, That's something you talk about in your most recent book, Just Own It, uh, Personal Responsibility. And could you tell us a little bit of how you define personal responsibility and, and how that can be used as a leadership strategy? Yes, and I think it's a very important um, uh, leadership strategy. Uh, in, in my new book that, um, that is coming out in January, I, um, 
you know, responsibility, when you typically say that word, in fact, when I went to write the book, the publisher went, whoa, you can't use that word. Nobody likes the word responsibility because it conjures up, you know, terms like burden and, um, you know, things like that. And what I want people to see personal responsibility as is, is a path to freedom and, and the ultimate control. I mean, you know, you can blame the economy, your customers, your boss. And even if you're right, that still doesn't get you anywhere. You still have the same problem. Mm -hmm. But when you stop focusing on what you can't control and take responsibility for what you can control, all of a sudden you become in control of your life, your career, and your business. And it is a leadership strategy, whether you are managing a team, whether you are running a business, whether you are CEO of a you know, Fortune 500 company. To really be able to focus in this economy, there's so much that can impact your business that you can't control. When you back up and really focus your time and energy on what you can control and take responsibility for those things that you can, that's where you're going to see success happen. And I really use it in the book as both a leadership strategy for somebody who we traditionally think of in leadership, mm -hmm. they lead people, but also as a personal leadership strategy. Again. I can, I can give you a gazillion reasons why I won't succeed this year, and they would all be valid. But the point is, if I take responsibility for what I can control, I, get, I, I really put myself in charge of my own life and my own career, and, and I'm passionate about that as we look right. for 2016. Right, so this is something that works even if you aren't actually leading anybody but yourself. You can take those lessons and, and better your, probably your personal life and your working life. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I just have one last question for you, um, and that is, sure. what what advice can you give for other women business owners out there? Oh, I am so passionate about women business owners, and my big advice for women business owners is, finally, this is an economy made for you. When you look at the fact that we are living literally in, um, you know, we shifted out of a push economy into a pull economy and the consumer, the customer, has moved into control, it has basically become a relationship economy. And i got to tell you that nobody is better at relationships than women. The things that work in this economy are investing in the customer first, mm -hmm. really listening to people, collaborating versus competing, and staying in touch with people, really making customers feel like we care about them. I mean, I have, I have written blogs, I have written talks, I have written articles about the fact that the traits that come naturally to women, this is, um, this is our economy, and mm -hmm. really need to embrace that and, and go out there and get it. Okay. Well, great. That, that's all the time we have today. I'm Teresa Hegel. Thanks for listening to Strategy Sessions. This has been the latest episode of ASI's Strategy Session Podcast. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to asicentral.com slash podcast.